This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. What's up, Will? Good to see you. Hey, man, good to see you too. Yeah. How was, uh, how's your Valentine's Day? It was uh, it was awesome. Um, I uh, had the family in uh, in town, so they uh, they were actually babysitters uh, for uh, oh, cool. for the the baby beeps. As uh, I took my wife out for a nice old Valentine's Day date, which is phenomenal because we don't we don't get those much um yeah. speaking well, of uh well speaking of babies congrats dude, uh, on, congrats on the sex <laughs> um times two right <laughs> I've, I've had sex at least twice at least congratulations twice. to me uh but <laughs> speaking of uh congrats on the sex did, uh, did you see the news with uh billy billy gill i did i yeah. did uh he he announced on instagram that he is going uh people is gonna be a papa papa so people that's Papa Pipo, so that's going to be exciting, right? Super it's exciting. Got to be a uh, uh, a terrifying. I can't imagine the like. Obviously, all of the excitement that comes along with with having your first kid, right? But Billy, he hypes it up a little bit for the show, but it's very, very real. His neurotic personality and his he's terrified of everything. I cannot fathom what went through his mind when they got the you know announcement that he he uh he's gonna be a dad you know yeah yeah um i don't think he hypes up the neuroticism or the neuroses <laughs> i think yeah. that is just that's a hundred percent pure uh billy gill right um, right and i'm i'm all here uh for neurotic daddy billy so we are joined by schweitz uh who honestly I would say is is probably even more so than like Flem or Steve, uh, probably my favorite Lauer Ranger uh, today. I know you're new with us and you haven't been around long, but uh, 
pretty much you've you've instantly skyrocketed to the top of the charts for me. Schweitz, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Wonderful. What wonderful, man. I'm doing great, Schweitz. Yeah, we got a we got a he's now I don't think Schweitz is Canadian, but he is our second foreign correspondent uh because he is located up in the great white north of Canada. He's Schweitz, where the- are you? Where are you he, at specifically? I'm sorry, Beep, go ahead. He's part of the Canadian delegation joining okay. us that's, now. Okay, that's gotcha, right. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, part, part of the Canadian international delegation. Schweitz, what part of Canada are you in, man? I am in Toronto on the, the east side of the city. So I moved okay. up here from uh, Ohio about 12 years ago now. Uh, uh-huh. Up in Ohio, that's where I'm from, Canton, Ohio, and uh, made my way up here and have uh, learned a lot and got to experience a city in my life. So very cool. Very cool. So, okay. Um, I remember David from Toronto from the local hour callers, right? He was the guy with the golf cart trash vacuum thing, yes. right? Correct. Okay. And then there was another guy that I, I think called in and talked about the water in Toronto versus the water in other places. Is that right? I remember these these two speaking, but I can't tell you anything about the water. But okay. I, but okay. But the the buggies that David talks about that he drives around, you see right. those all over the city. I used to do deliveries downtown. You always see them driving around. You know, depending on the time of the year, they're either picking up trash or they put snowplows on the front of them. And they're plowing uh, the sidewalks and you okay. know they'll empty the trash cans at the corners, that kind of stuff. Man, that's a cool little fleet of like not, you know, I, I'm at there if they're, you know, the golf carts I'm always used to are, are electric. Um, so I imagine these are electric as well. But what, what a nice little way to, to kind of keep the city looking good, you know, uh, by having a fleet of these things running around doing that stuff. Um, that's pretty neat. Well, that's cool. So you're in Toronto and you said you're originally from Canton, Ohio. So the uh, football hall of fame town, right? So I saw that's a photo, right. saw a photo one time of the uh, of power lines there that looked like uh, a field goal. Uh, uh, why am I, why is my brain? Post. Thank field you. Goal post. post. Field goal. Post. You're welcome. Uh, is that true? Did that, is that correct? Do they have those in, in Canton, Ohio? I don't remember those. They have a bridge that has a bunch of outlines on it, though, that will have like different types of, you know, um, silhouettes in the shape of like different moves and, and you know, football and stuff like that. Okay. The actual okay. Hall of Fame uh, is like the rotunda at the front is shaped like a football. OK, so my, my dad and I used to call it the juicer because it looks like a giant fruit juicer. If you ever see a picture <laughs> of it. OK, um, all right. But yeah, like everything in that that city, they, you know, their their local tourism is all built around uh, that attraction. Yeah, 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 I could imagine it's it's like having the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in your city or or something. You know, when when you've got the 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 Hall of Fame of any of the major sports in your town, it's it's kind of becomes the the whole town's personality, like it or not. So well, now okay. now I live in an, I live in another city that has. Uh, a hall of fame as well i live in the city with the hockey hall of fame oh, NHL hall of fame. okay yep. all that's right, right. I, so, uh, i'm ignorant to that uh that aspect of toronto so have you been yes. to it i haven't been there in many years it's okay. uh it's right downtown right across from union station which is the central um subway and train station in the city 
And uh, the last time I was there, I was there when I was 12. There was a week or a, a few weeks span where I went from living in Ohio, went to the Football Hall of Fame with the summer camp I was with. Then we were mm-hmm. driving to Connecticut for 4th of July, stopped at the Baseball Hall of Fame on the way. When we were in Connecticut, we were about 20 miles from the Basketball Hall of Fame. So we shot up there. And then the next week we were in Toronto for something and I went to the Hockey Hall of Fame. So I covered wow. all four major sports in, in like a three-week span when I was 12. And they Holy were all, cow. at the time, they were all, you know, that's uh, about 20 years ago now, but they're all vastly different. And uh they're all very unique and cool. And the Hockey Hall of Fame is very um, hands-on, you know, very hands-on and stuff. Once you get into the basement and stuff like that, a lot of shooting right. pucks and, and that kind of stuff. So they make it really interactive. Oh, man, that sounds super rad. I've never been to any uh, uh, any, any major Hall of Fame like that or or kind of exhibit. But that, that sounds super, super fun, particularly for a 12-year-old sports fan. Um, yes. uh, that, that's, that sounds like a blast. Okay, so... Uh, I know we, we talked a little bit about uh, uh, kids at the beginning of this, and I know that you're a dad as well. Um, so what, what's your what's your family? I, I know you've got a lovely wife. Um, and how old is your little boy? He's about two and a half almost. So, OK, OK. Um, yeah, and he's you, adorable. Have, you have another. Have, yes, that's right. I have another one uh, on the way in April or so. Okay, cool, so. cool. Well, congratulations, man. I, I feel Thank like you. I feel like everybody, uh, um, uh, uh, how to put it, got busy at around the same time. <laughs> like when we started this podcast, I feel like half the podcast right now is pregnant. Um, uh, with right. it was all steak sauce's voice. That's that's what. Yep, that's, that's true. what sealed the deal. <laughs> oh man! Well, congratulations on that, and. Uh, I know. Uh, so, are you, you're basically a full time dad, right? Uh, yes, I am. That's awesome. Uh, I am a I am a stay at home dad right now. Um, so, when I had left my job during during paternity leave, mm-hmm. uh, it's a bit complicated. But anyway, when in Canada, you have uh, you can take a year of of paid uh, parental leave, maternity leave, paternity leave. Um, as opposed to like the six weeks you get in the States. Right. Uh, it's, it's, it's paid through uh, employment insurance. And then um, they had recently made a, a ruling that you could take up to another six months after that oh, year. Wow. So 18 months total. And you can sort of split that between the, uh, the parents. So my wife took off about, uh, took a year and then I was taking the rest. But during that time we had our son in daycare. So I was actually, I had left my job just to find something closer to home so I could be around more than the pandemic hit. And now I'm home all the time watching them. Man. And what were you doing before, uh, before doing this? I was working uh, at a company that sells um, security systems, hardware um, to end users. I was doing some you know, security camera programming, that kind of stuff. Okay. So uh, that, uh, I have to roll into this question. Uh, Jay Cutler looks like the guy breaking into your house in the uh, security uh, system commercial. That's got to that's, that's be one of the most accurate looks likes that I've ever heard um, yes. from, from, from someone who's worked in that field. Am I correct about that? Yes, 100%. Okay. <laughs> it, that, is, that is one of my favorites. My, my all-time favorite looks like will always be... Um, Adam Silver looks like if Scott Van Pelt 
opened the Ark of the Covenant. I I was holding my son the first time I heard that, and I almost dropped him. I was laughing. Oh so my hard. god! Oh man! Well, I'm glad that you didn't uh, for for his sake and yours. Um, yes. So, uh, speaking of the show, speaking of looks like and all that good stuff, um, do you remember the first quote unquote moment that you got the show? Uh, I got the show really quick because uh, growing up, I listen to a radio show called the Bob and Tom show, which is a national show out of Indianapolis. That was very um, comedy heavy, always had, you know, comedians that were traveling through the area, but they would do a lot of, uh, a lot of produced sketches. They would set them up and then they'd have all these characters that would call in. So they'd have, you know, some guys in the next room that would do celebrity impersonators, or they'd have their own style of characters. And I really, always enjoyed them so when I first heard the show I knew what I was listening like I knew what to listen for I didn't necessarily right, get right. all the jokes right away but like sure the references I, I, I was familiar with the flow of it so I really uh picked it up really quickly I think even the first time I heard Stu Gatz on Golik and Wingo when he does his Friday uh when he did his Friday segments like oh like I I was picking up like the character right away right and, uh, right it's uh, yeah. it's always fascinating to me when when I think something is super obvious when it comes to them making a joke or doing a character. And then I, you know, I, I, I think to myself, well, that's like obviously everybody got the joke or, or knows that that's a bit that they're doing. And then I read comments or or tweets or whatever. And it is I couldn't be further from the truth as far as people uh not i don't want to say these are folks that don't get the show but just like get fooled by uh by the show i guess is a good way to, to say it um so yeah i i kind of picked up on it immediately as well i i didn't really just because i listened to so many comedy podcasts at the time and and i i listened to a ton of stand-up and a ton of just like uh uh improv comedy podcasts that i i I've, I felt like they do a good job of of conveying when something is is a bit and when they don't. And uh, but but again, you know, for folks that are coming into listening to sports radio for the first time or don't listen to that type of stuff, you can easily get fooled. Um, so over the years. Uh, so so when about how long have you been listening to the show? I would say like Spring 2018 was when I really started listening full time. Okay, okay. So, oh, so you're you're pretty recent uh, convert yes. to to the Levitard show. Um, yeah, it, it, once it hits you, it, it like consumes your entire like day because of how much content that they put out. Uh, if you <laughs> listen to, particularly when they were doing, you know, they still had the the full three hours and the Lauer uh, and and all of their peripheral Levitard universe shows. Um, it, it can take up a lot of your listening time throughout the week. Um, so uh, over the past few years that you've been listening, uh, what's been one of your favorite moments? Um, I mean, I think like everybody, there's there's a handful that that stand out. There's obviously the look like game is always wonderful, but um, mm -hmm. early on, the first time I heard Roy's realm floored me. Um, <laughs> that just hit all the right spots. So um, bad, it's good. Oh yeah, it's just like the the annoying style of humor that that is is just so far up my alley. Uh, also, the uh, Greg Cody breaks Dan's uh, 
uh, engagement. Right, right. The engagement announcement was just wonderful. And uh, <laughs> my my favorite moment on the show is probably the uh, crocodile tears line. Okay. I thought that that was so just like the setup for that. Like if you know, once you learn the character, like right. the style they were going, and just how he how Stu Gotts delivered that, you can hear in Mike's voice. That, He's so like, sincere, so sincere yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, and you can hear Mike's reaction just as like. No, what? No, that's not Crockett. Like it just—it's just a perfect joke to me. Yeah, it—it it really is. Well, it's—it's it's not even a joke because he was being genuine about it. Uh, uh, when when he said it, I—I I had to explain to my wife. I was—we were watching the news or something, and and somebody made a comment about some politician and their crocodile tears. And now on the show, of course, that's shorthand for actually crying, right? Like it's just yes. shorthand for big tears. And I had to. Like my brain, I had to like reconfigure my brain very quickly because I thought the anchor was saying that the politician was being genuine, like by crying crocodile tears. And then I, I had that moment. And then my wife was like, why did you look perplexed just then? And so then I had to explain the entire thing about Moss Miami and Stu Gotts, like getting sentimental over the guys, like being on stage and like, you know, kind of coming into their own as far as radio personalities. So, yes, the uh, layers upon layers of show vocabulary is just ridiculous at this point. And uh, and and it's hard to bring it up kind of sometimes in natural conversation because there's so many things that have to be explained in order because it's not like, like you said, like it'd be one thing if it was a simple joke, but this is just who Stu Gatz is. He's, he's that uh, kind of ignorant to the, the language he uses sometimes. Well, the, the, the other day when he misspoke and thought that the new coach of the Texans was called him a white guy. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here laughing and I'm trying to explain to my wife that he already did it once with Coachman. And then I'm trying to play her the clips and my wife's just sitting there just, <laughs> what, it's not funny. I'm like, no, this is, this is wonderful. What are you, what are you yes. talking about? Yes. Me, it's like, what are you wasting 10 minutes of my time playing clips? When <laughs> this isn't funny. Oh, uh, God bless her for putting up with you and, and my wife for putting up with me and Beep's wife for putting up with him. Uh, yeah. So, um, uh, well, uh, the coachman, I, I just, I say this many times, I've said this many times on, on these get to know your Lower Ranger episodes and, and others, uh, the coachman thing like that is just, it's so pure because people that know Stu Gatz like immediately just like brushed it off as just like the, it was completely innocent on his part anybody else should have been canceled for that should have like it should have been a bigger to do and the fact that like he not only like skated unscathed but it's one of the funniest things in show history as far as i'm concerned is just it's next level as far as his character that isn't a character goes absolutely and i think uh stu got's benefited that enough people around coachman at the time knew stu got's personality and right. and could could calm him down i think that also sort of helps uh relieve tensions 100 100 percent. okay so after favorite moment we go to favorite member of the lebitard show universe who would that be for you i'm gonna actually say it's mike ryan um i think you know i appreciate all of them it's, you know it's sure. like choosing one of your kids but right <laughs> uh i i think you know 
over the years, you really see what Mike Ryan has to do from a, a technical standpoint. You can tell he's sort of, you know, you know, they all are, but how Mike Ryan's involved with, um, you know, writing segments and, and sort of that end of the production, but also, you know, there's a reason he's the one in studio right now. Sure. Uh, and I just really, you know, I appreciate his characters. I appreciate, you know, when he does corporate Mike, Michael, uh, was one of my favorite things and um you know i'm someone that always tries to to look for like the little things that people do you know at jobs or whatever that sort of set them apart and i always feel like he does a really good job managing the situation and things yeah i could not agree with you more i uh it's funny i was having a, a conversation with my coworker, and we were talking about our our like favorite comedians and I don't know that Mike considers himself a comedian, but at this point, there is such a long history of him being absolutely hilarious. Like, like you said, with his characters and just like hitting the, the right timing. And, and I, I heard somebody say like, they, they're a comedy troupe, right? They're an improv troupe that just happened to do it on the radio. That's what all good. I feel like radio shows are. Um, uh, and Mike's ability to to do these characters and his impressions have gotten better over the years like he is one of my favorite comedians in general like not not just like somebody on radio or somebody on podcasts but uh I I feel like it's a uh uh a talent that is like underappreciated as far like everybody knows about all the plates that he spins and all of his technical abilities and, and all that good stuff but just from a pure comedy standpoint he's one of the funniest people i, I listen to on a regular basis oh absolutely like you know i love the character that that chris plays and you know like chris really just i think chris puts in more effort than everybody else right. and that comes across like he really wants to be the the best teammate in the group um billy has such a crazy talent for just going on his his random tangents in a way that are just <laughs> so funny yeah um i know roy's quieter but like i i'm that's how i am at work too it's like i'm the guy that sticks his head down i want to get everything done i want to make sure everybody else is doing good like my body language probably sucks when you know when i'm at work but like i'm trying to make sure every, you know and then i know a whole bunch of random stuff too like right but uh mike's balancing act of being able to do the characters doing the production keeping Stu and dan sort of on task but then like playing the you know the the corporate heel at times and right, you know, right. I, I i missed the the magic creative content i mean i missed that because that's just that was so funny to me the first time i heard it i agree i agree I hope they bring it back. And uh, underrated sound on the show is Mike pressing the button that allows his microphone to turn on and turn off that click. It's very faint and you only hear like half of it because I think it only picks it up like as it's engaging. But I love that analog button sound. It's, it's one of my favorite things on the show. It's almost like ASMR for me. Um, okay, so how did you end up uh, joining this this podcast endeavor, this uh, dinghy uh, being towed behind the, the pirate ship to nowhere? Uh, well, I started by uh, first, you know, I think I signed up for Twitter in 2012 and then never touched it again. And then probably earlier... 2020 it was just like hey i want to you know communicate with the show a little bit so i signed back in you know found all these people associated with the show go you know, callers 
uh, you know, steak, for example, was one of steak sauce and, um, you know, found this pod, started listening to it. And then I think I reached out with, to you. I reached out to my grind fan account, just saying like, Hey, great job. Um, and I think I, you know, at some point reached out to you again, which is like, man, you can really hear that you've improved as far as hosting goes, as far as you, know, you, you could tell that you've really picked up on it. And, and I think from there, just, we were, you know, Twitter friends and eventually uh, you invited me into the group. So that's how I got here. Absolutely, man. Yeah, you were one of the first people where I was like, holy shit, somebody is actually listening to this. Like, not just listening to it, but like with a critical ear. And and you were you were giving me like honest to God feedback of like, hey, this is what I thought you did well. And and like or or this is what you could. I, I think you even gave me some like things to improve upon, which I, I genuinely appreciated um, from from a listener standpoint, because you were you were so chill about it. It was wasn't like you know uh getting in my replies telling me i i sucked for for saying like too many times or um or there's you know some some stupid shit like that but uh yeah you were you were very much one of the the first listeners i knew of this podcast that was uh that seemed to be a genuine fan and, and we're thrilled to have you because you've been a, a not only um do we now have an official Canadian delegation to the show, but uh, just, just having, you know, just another, another voice, you know, is, is always nice to, to freshen things up around here. So we're glad to have you Schweitz. Um, we're going to move on now to uh, some serious topics. Um, your first favorite color. Blue. Excellent. What is your second favorite color? Green green all right blue and green all right keeping it keeping it prime what is those are are those primary colors i can't think what no it's blue They're and yellow not. and green red. is not. okay so blue is your your first favorite color that's primary and then green is a secondary my primary color. favorite color a primary favorite color and then green yeah. is your secondary favorite color all right and so uh what what's been one of your favorite moments from uh from maybe not because you are relatively new what's been one of your favorite moments from lower after hours that you may have been a part of or, or just from listening obviously uh getting to know everybody's you know great um i think probably the most important thing though that that happened was uh izzy's pod uh when you guys gave Izzy the outlet to tell his story, I think that was a really obvious, important uh, moment for not just the pod, but also for Izzy and um, having that avenue available to him uh, to tell the story. He was, you know, his heartbroken and, and dealing and wanted to get a message out about, um, you know, addiction and, and things like that. I think that was really important. So uh, that's the one that really stands out, but obviously, all of the friends I've made along the way is, is <laughs> also wonderful. That is beautiful, beautiful, well put. Yeah, that that uh that podcast, man, that 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 episode, and Izzy sharing that with us was uh, is definitely something I, I know everybody that was involved will absolutely never forget. Um, it was it was a tremendous thing for him to do, and and I'm, I'm glad he could felt like he could come to us. Um, it, it made us all feel uh, extremely special that he would entrust us with that. You know. Um, but yes, uh, the friends we made along the way, that was our, our real favorite moments, right? <laughs> I, I love that. Love that. Well, Schweitz, it was an absolute pleasure getting to know you on, uh, on this edition of get to know your Lauer Rangers. Thank you so much. And, uh, what's the temperature up there right now? 
It's about 15 Fahrenheit. Okay, 15 Fahrenheit. What's that? In or Celsius? negative 10 Celsius. Okay, negative negative 10. excellent for our for our Canadian listeners. Beep, what about you? So that's actually warmer than it is here in Frisco. It is uh, currently oh three degrees Fahrenheit. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. That that's wild. That uh beep count is in Frisco, Texas and Schweitz is up in the, the great white North of Toronto. And uh, yeah, I feel like those temperatures should be flipped there, but uh, anyway, both of you guys stay safe. Thank you Schweitz so much for joining us for get to know your power. listen to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.